Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. He definitely has encouraged me to be a better person and to just do everything that I can. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and your host. My child was born with a complex congenital heart defect, and I also have a heart-healthy son. Hope is my inspiration and the reason I'm the host of your program. I'm very excited about today's show featuring a special angel heart mom. Today's show is entitled Warrior Pets and more with Lila Klumpkin. Lila Klumpkin is a mom to angel heart warrior Jackson, who was born with HLHS. Jackson loved many things in his life, pizza, superheroes, mac and cheese, and his mom. He never complained and never gave up. Jackson lived to five years of age, three years longer than the doctors expected. To honor his life, Lilac started promoting a charity, Warrior Pets and More, which provides comfort and support to children living with special needs and raises awareness for a range of illnesses and disabilities. The charity provides children with their own warrior pet, a customized stuffed animal embroidered with the child's name and inspirational messages, and shares the child's story on their Facebook page. Every year for Jackson's birthday, Lilac and her husband, Michael, sponsor as many warrior pets as they can to bring joy to others. Lilac is also a stepmom to three wonderful children. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Lilac Lumpkin. Thank you for having me, Anna. Well, I'm so excited to finally be talking to you. We've been trying to get together for a while now, and I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you. The second I saw one of your warrior pets, I knew I had to have you come on the program to talk about it, Lilac. Before we get into the warrior pet program, let's go way back and have you introduce us to Jackson. Okay. I didn't actually know that he was going to be born with a heart defect until he was two days old, had the perfect pregnancy. Nothing ever came up. And then at two days old, after delivering him, he seemed a little blue. They thought he had jaundice. They put him in an incubator and they could see that he was having a really hard time breathing. He got sent to the NICU and then they got sent to the children's hospital and was diagnosed with hypoplastic left heart syndrome. He had his first open heart surgery at only six days old. His second, he was only four and a half months old. Oh, wow. He had the second one really early. Yes. Was that a Glenn shunt? It was. Did he have the Norwood for his first procedure? He did. Okay, wow. So he was very traditional in the surgeries that he had. Right. But he was a really tough kid. He didn't complain. Some days you could tell that he was obviously bloated. And I would ask him, hey, are you okay? Does your tummy hurt? No, I'm good. Can I have pizza? Oh. 
Can I have some Aww. mac and cheese? <laughs> Can you rub my feet? Aww. Yeah. Sweet. Did he ever have the Fontan liner? He did not. He was not okay. a candidate. Okay. Is that why his prognosis wasn't as good as what we would hope it would be? That's correct. Okay. But I have friends who are adults with bidirectional glenshuns. And so you don't have to have the Fontan. But I know from your intake form that he came to need a heart transplant. So can you tell us about what happened as far as that's concerned? We had a routine cardiology appointment a little around 19 months right before he turned two. And they were just doing their usual scans and tests. And he seemed a little bluer. His oxygen stats were a little lower. So his cardiologist wanted to get a second opinion and sent us to Children's Hospital. Okay. That must have been really rough for you. Extremely. <laughs> we had no idea, and he was rushed by ambulance. So we had no bags packed. We had no clothes. How just completely unprepared for this. Yeah. Okay. So how far was the Children's Hospital from where you live? It's in Atlanta, so it's about four hours. And oh. Atlanta traffic is absolutely horrible. Oh, it's terrible. It is. Okay, so you're in Georgia. I am. Okay. I've actually been to Eggleston Children's Hospital. Is that the hospital? That is, that yep. Okay, yeah, they have an amazing center there. It's beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. But you had not been there before, so he didn't have his Norwood or his bidirectional gland at that facility? That's where it was, yes. Oh, okay. So you went for a regular checkup. He was a little bit blue. They said, you know what? We need to rush him to Atlanta. And I bet they didn't let you ride in the ambulance. I did get to ride. Oh, did you? See, I got to yes. ride with my kid too, but I was told that was very unusual. Okay. So see, we're unusual, Like <laughs> I rode okay. every time that he was transported by ambulance. Only me, though. It's rare that they let a parent ride. So for them to let the mom ride only, that makes sense. Okay, so this was nothing new to you then. You had already ridden in the ambulance twice before, but this time it was an emergency? Yeah, it was unexpected. It was all unexpected. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I imagine the first time, too. Oh, yeah, that was, definitely that was wasn't awesome. prepared. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're riding that very long four-hour ride. Now we're... You sitting in the ambulance right next to the baby? Yes. I found that comforting that I was right there. So if my baby needed me, I was right there. Definitely. Yeah. And when he was in the hospital, I had to be right next to him. Sometimes half in the bed and half in a chair. Oh, <laughs> I totally understand that too. Okay. So you make it all the way to Eggleston's and you see his cardiologist. And what does the cardiologist say? Pretty much that his only options with survival is to do a heart transplant. Okay. So had they talked to you previously about the fact that this might be the case? I believe so, but they were more focused on, we'll get to the Fontan eventually. There wasn't really a lot of transplant talk. Yeah, we were told that they were going to try everything else first. They wanted to try and use the baby's heart itself and not do a transplant if possible. They said, let's use the baby's heart if at all possible, and we'll save that as 
the last way to try and save your baby. So did he get a heart? He did not. Okay, so he goes to the hospital. They say, we need to list him. Did you have to stay in Atlanta? Not at that time. Okay. It sounds to me as though he was retaining fluid because you saw how puffy he was getting. Did they put him on lots of diuretics? Yes, he was on Lasix. And they got the swelling to go down at that point. This is around two when we first found out that he was in heart failure. And we were actually sent home with, there's nothing else we can do. They even reached out to other hospitals. He would have been a extremely difficult case. He had the arterial veins, maybe, uh, maybe not collateral. He had the collaterals. Yes. And, yeah. So his heart was trying to compensate for the fact it didn't have as much oxygen. Did they coil off the collaterals? They couldn't even get the heart catheter to go into them. Oh, poor They baby. said it was like a bowl of spaghetti. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So his body was working overtime to try and compensate for the problems that he was having. When did you get him his first warrior pet? That was in 2015. Okay. And how old was he? He was five. He was turning five. Aw. Okay. So was that the first time that you had heard about it? Yes, I was in a few of the heart groups, the mom groups, anything I could use to get some comfort and someone else who knew what I was going through. So I was scrolling through one of those pages and saw a link to it and just immediately clicked on it and signed up. I thought it was just the cutest thing. And Jackson loves penguins. He picked his out. He wanted a penguin and he named it Pingy. Aww. How sweet. He sounds like an amazing person. And I guess it too, they said, okay, we're going to list him. But I'm sure they told you that sadly, there just aren't as many baby hearts or young children's hearts available as there are children who need them. Yes. He was actually sent home on hospice. Tell me about that. That was really, really hard. We had some ulcer nurses. He was actually on hospice for three years. He got discharged, I believe, when he was five because I was taking care of everything that he needed. I could change his tubes on my own. I sat up with him during the night. There was nothing that we actually needed from hospice. Later, we found out that the hospital had told the nurses to be prepared because they didn't even think that we would actually make it home from the hospital. They didn't know that Jackson <laughs> had a strong will to survive. <laughs> Definitely did. Did he ever go to school? He did not. So you had to keep him at home with you the whole time. I did, and I loved it. Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever.
This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. So Jackson had an adorable penguin warrior pet. So tell me what inspired you to start buying these warrior pets for other children, Lila. Once he was sponsored, they felt like we wanted to return the favor because this list was, I think it was over 100 people when we first found it. And there was 100 kids that were waiting for something that we had. So we had the extra money. So I wanted to bring happiness to a kid like someone did for us. Oh, so you're sponsored for something like this. It's not like you can say, I want one of these and pay for it yourself. You actually can't. It's usually families who can't afford one. They can sign up to be sponsored. Uh, Okay. That is such a sweet program. How nice to have something that you can actually snuggle with. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it has the child's name. What else did it have on it? It has their diagnosis. Jackson's had his name, his date of birth, that he was a heart warrior. They actually also have some that have other defects as well. That really touched me because, sadly, you learn when you have a child in the hospital that there are kids in the hospital for all kinds of reasons, don't you, Lila? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not only the heart kids that you see in there for sure. I Remember the first time I was in the hospital with my baby, there was a little girl in there who had kidney issues, and there were so many other children that were there with different problems. Now, at Eggleston's, they have an entire wing just for the heart babies, so you were probably only around children who had problems with their heart, right? Right. Yeah, but as you're walking up to the hospital, you still see lots of kids with different kinds of problems. You learn when you go to these children's hospitals that, sadly, there are a lot of kids that are given situations that are beyond their control, beyond your control, and you just have to love them for every single day you have them. I agree. How long did it take for him to actually get the warrior pet? I think he was sponsored almost immediately. It was okay. a very short time. It was by a, another fellow heart mom that I was friends with on Facebook. So do you specifically sponsor people who have children with heart defects? At first, that's what we did. We would find similarities. Maybe they had the same birthday or the same mark. Jackson was really huge in the Spider-Man. So we could scroll through and see pictures of the kids. And I could see, oh, this kid loves Spider-Man. Let's sponsor him. Yeah. Just little similarities. Sure. Um, and then once we had so many people helping us, we were able to do more than just pick out a few. We just said, who's been on the list the longest? Let's go with next in oh, line. That's so sweet. So how many children have you sponsored? Do you know? I don't know an exact number, but it has to be probably at least 75 or more. What? 
Wow, that's a <laughs> lot of kids. Oh my yeah. gosh. And all because of Jackson. Now, do they get to know you? Do you get to meet the sponsor? Some of them will comment in the group for mm-hmm. Heart to Heart USA. Have you had a chance to stay in contact with any of the families that you sponsored? Yes, they actually also do an angel warrior pet when you lost your child and Jackson received one of those too. So after his passing, along with doing the warrior pet, we started doing an angel pet too. So I actually had a mom reach out to me and tell me just how thankful she was to receive it and that she could just, she loved having something that she could actually physically touch and cuddle. Oh, that's so special. Wow. And we've stayed friends. Yeah. You have a lot of common. Do you still snuggle with the penguin? I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I would too. I would too. Jackson will always be part of your life. He's always there in your heart. I'm sure he's always there in your mind. Always, but always. You can't snuggle him, but you can grab a hold of the penguin. He snuggled and snuggled it. I think that's very special that you did that and that this woman in charge of this program has seen that this is a need that the community has. I think she's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think she's pretty awesome too. I am assuming you got a penguin the second time as well. Am I right? The second time we got a bulldog. We didn't choose that one. Oh, okay. A bulldog. Given Jackson's personality, that seems to fit, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. He was more of a cat person, but definitely strong like a bulldog. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. On the Facebook page for Warrior Pets and More, it looks like you sponsor pets for CHD warriors on Jackson's birthday, and you encourage others to sponsor pets as well. So how can people get involved in sponsoring a pet? And do you have a Team Jackson? We don't. I usually start posting about a month ahead of time asking for my friends to help me because there are kids on the list and we can't financially support them all by ourselves. But she has a page you can go to. She doesn't actually have a wait list right now, but she does have a hospital that she's wanting to make 15 warrior pets for. Oh, wow. 
Mm-hmm. And how much does it cost for one warrior pet? I believe it's $54. That's with shipping. Shipping eats up so much <laughs> of everything yes, anymore. Especially yeah. now. Yeah. So that's outside the budget for some people who are spending extra money on medications and having to drive long distances or maybe stay in a hotel because their kids are in a hospital that is not close to home. So I can see where $54 is too much to spend on a stuffed animal. But this is not just any stuffed animal. This is something that's very uniquely designed for that child, right? Right. Their name, and you can choose the colors that you want. You can choose the animal. There's a ton of options available. I just love that. So people develop new understandings of themselves, the world they live in, how to relate to other people, the kind of future they might have, and a better understanding of how to live life, according to Richard Tedeschi, one of the psychologists who coined the term post-traumatic growth. How do you feel losing Jackson and working to help other bereaved families has transformed you, Lilac? I definitely feel like I'm a lot more of a patient person. When you're having to sit in a hospital and wait, his first surgery, I believe, was eight hours. And you're just sitting there waiting, watching a clock. And there's nothing you can do except wait. I definitely have a better understanding of special needs children. I'm extremely grateful. Like I wake up every day and I just find something to be grateful for, even if it's just the fact that we have hot water to put in a curing to make some coffee. I feel like I'm a lot more involved in my nieces and nephews' lives. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like I have a lot of love for Jackson, and I can't exactly give it to him, so I pour it into all the other kids that I know. I love that. I love that. And then you're also a stepmom. Have your stepchildren grown up? They are practically all adults. The baby turns 18 this year. Oh, my God. That happened too fast, didn't it? (laughs) It did. He was only five when I met him. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So I imagine that your stepchildren also received a lot of extra love from you. Definitely. (laughs) How did they handle losing this little brother? The youngest did take it the hardest. He had been around him from five until he was 12, I believe. Do they ever hug the penguin or the bulldog? They don't, but we do go out to the cemetery on his angel anniversary and his birthday. And sometimes we give Kate, the youngest has a girlfriend now. So now she gets in the family picture that we take. It's just evolved over the years. So they still find a way to honor Jackson and to remember him every year. Yeah. And Matthew, the middle child, he actually got a tattoo of Jackson's name. In Japanese on him. Oh, how sweet. Wow. In Japanese. <laughs> yes. Is that a cultural? He's uh, really into anime. Because uh, I have a kid who's really into anime too. <laughs> My kids start learning Japanese with Duolingo because of anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he loves anime. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched much anime, but our kid has actually introduced us to some anime television shows. So we're a big fan. My husband and I, you wouldn't think somebody in their 50s would like anime, but yeah, we've learned to love it too. 
The Last Airbender. If y'all haven't seen The Last Airbender, y'all should. It's a really cool program. I've watched a little bit of some anime and my husband, he's getting into it too. It's actually really cool. What surprised me with The Last Airbender was that if you watch the entire program, they go through some really deep themes, including loss and bereavement. They cover all different kinds of things. I was surprised that it was a cartoon that was as deep as it was. And you really grew to care for the characters, even though they were cartoon characters. So I wonder if maybe some of the manga helped that child in particular to deal with the grief. That's possible. He was a quiet kid. Mine was too. Losing a child is probably the most traumatic event that you've ever experienced, I like. And I know there are other parents out there whose children are on the heart transplant list. What advice do you have for parents facing the uncertainty involved with waiting for a heart? I guess number one, I would just say, let them be a kid. Jackson obviously struggled some days, but he really just wanted to be a kid and play video games and eat his pizza. You just have to embrace the soul. I remember sitting him down when we were in the hospital the last time. And he's, hey, when can we leave? Can we go to Chuck E. Cheese when we leave? Am I going to mom's house or dad's house? Can I go to mom's house when we leave? And I just had to tell her we may be here for a while, but mama doesn't want to be here either. This place, it's not the best place in the world. We don't want to be here. We want to go play in the park. And he just, I just took it and dealt with it. Yeah. How many days was he on the heart transplant list? He was actually listed the last time he was in the hospital as a 1A status. And fortunately and unfortunately, we were only there for a week. A week. And then he passed away. Yeah. I am so sorry. That must have been so hard. I can't even imagine how hard that must have been for you. The absolute worst. Yeah. So he had a lot of loving nurses and doctors and RTs and people around him who were doing everything they could for him. Yes. And plenty of family to cheat. Grew up in a step family, so every other weekend or so, my husband would come up with the kids and they could visit him while he was there. His dad and I would take turns going back home and then bringing the husband back up and then his Nana would come up. So he had plenty of people at all times coming and going. I'm sure that was hugely comforting to him. Definitely, yes. Especially when I stayed. <laughs> of course. There's nothing better than having Mama right there with him. What was the most helpful thing that somebody did for you during that difficult week? I think just my husband coming up there, staying up with him in the middle of the night so that I could get some sleep. Jackson would want me to be facing him. And he's like, I can't see mama's eyes. And my husband's like, she's oh. asleep. Let mom sleep. So getting a little sleep because it's almost impossible to get any decent sleep in a hospital. What unit did they put him in? He was in CIC. In the CICU. Yeah, I don't know about Eggleston's, but when we were in the CICU, there were always lights on. There were always machines beeping. There were always people walking in and out. And it's not a restful place. It's just not, not a restful place. This sounds like your husband was super sensitive and compassionate at a time when you really needed him to be there for you. 
extremely, I got extremely lucky. And his dad has always been absolutely amazing too. He actually has two children now and he's married. And I spend time with his children as often as I possibly can. Well, like you're just the kind of person who has an overabundance of love in your heart. And I think the world is so much richer for having you in it and for having had Jackson in it. I think he's still leaving his mark on this world. He definitely has encouraged me to be a better person wow. and to just do everything that I can. His little sister, I've given her some of his things. She's really getting into a show that Jackson was obsessed with. So I just packed up, I have a whole room of his stuff. And I brought her two trash bags of Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh my goodness. How lovely is it that the joy for these toys lives on in another child and they're not just sitting in a room. It makes me think of the Velveteen Rabbit. They get to be real toys loved by another child. I think that's beautiful. His little sister, I actually had for her first birthday, a warrior pet made, but not for any type of diagnosis because they can do a birth stat. And the one I got for her actually says Juniper, handpicked for our by my big brother in heaven, Jackson. Oh my gosh. And her mom crossed her hip and I felt horrible. No, those were tears I have empathy. It was supposed to be a first birthday party, but for five minutes, everyone took a break. <laughs> And just yeah. everyone was just like, that is amazing. That is awesome. And she loves it. It was a sloth. And she sleeps with it. Those are super popular right now. Oh, my gosh. What a sweet way to remember Jackson and to let her have a little bit of her older brother. She's a little <laughs> sister. A little yes. bit of her older brother with her, especially since she will never really remember him. Was she even born? When no, was she's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's so, just turning to. Okay, so this is a way for her to have a connection to somebody she never got to meet. I think that's very special. Lilac, you're a very special woman. Thank you so much for coming on the program today and for sharing Jackson with us and sharing your love for children with us and with the world so that we can encourage other people to go out and sponsor a warrior pet for a child or a family that really needs it, Lilac. You're welcome. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Please take a moment and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen to our program. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have become inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart community. Heart to Heart with Anna with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard at any time, wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode is released every Tuesday from noon Eastern time.